0: Laurie
1: Rubinson Sports Radio 101.9 FM The fan Welcome to the program. I'm Laurie Rubinson talking sports with you and well, not really having fun. Um, at 877-337-6666 and Mets fans, uh, two questions. To start off, what's the emotion you're feeling right now? Angry, depressed, sad, pissed, shocked, stunned, resigned. What is it? And yes, it is also time to play the blame game. Who you got? This Mets team won a hundred and one games. They were in first place for 175 days. They lost the division to the Braves. Ended up in the wild card series, lost at home in a three-game series to an 89-win Padres team that quite frankly looked like they were miles better than the New York Mets. So where do you place the blame for this season being dead on arrival in the postseason? 877-337-6666. 877 6666 Those are your first two questions to call in. I I will get to some of the happier stories. Giants pulling off one of the most surprising games in the NFL season so far, showing you the value of great coaching, beating Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in London. Uh, I will get to the Jets. Solid division win powered by Brees Hall over the Dolphins. But, of course, we're, we start with the Mets leading off with them and the end to the Mets season and the blame game. Who's at fault for this abrupt ending, for this crash of of the way the season ended? And I'll start for you. You can blame the hitters, and we can go through the lack of offense. Some of you may feel that way, and some of you may blame Manager Buck Showalter for a lack of urgency at times down the stretch of this season with some of the decisions he made for the Mets finding themselves in this situation. But I blame the starting pitching. I'm going to start there. Specifically, Max Scherzer and Chris Bassett. The strength of this Mets team... The foundation, the bedrock on, on which it was built is supposed to be the starting pitching. In any series the Mets face, they should have an advantage in starting pitching. It's why you pay Max Scherzer $43 million. It's why you have Jacob deGrom, who, went healthy, is by talent, ability, the best pitcher in baseball, Chris Bassett was really good for most of the season, and if the Mets had gotten themselves to a five-game series, seven-game series, then even throwing in a guy like uh, a Taiwan Walker, for much of this season, the Mets should have, and on paper, We're supposed to have an advantage in starting pitching. And when you can line up a series, Atlanta with DeGrom, Scherzer, Bassett, and then the Padres in the postseason at home, and you've got Scherzer, DeGrom, Bassett, that the Mets as a team... Could be so uncompetitive, swept by the Braves, and lose two out of three to the Padres. And those two that the Mets lost, six zip and seven one, felt like they were never in those games. Scherzer. For all the intensity, and he's a first-ballot Hall of Famer, and there's so much to love about Max Scherzer and the way he competes and the way he battles, but at this point, he is old. And for this Mets team with aging starting pitching, this was a win-now team. Max Scherzer's not getting older. Even if they re-sign Jacob Degrom, he's not getting he he's not getting younger. Max isn't getting younger. This was the season. This was the year. And Scherzer comes up small in the postseason. And then Bassett, there's showing up and there's being a no-show. And Chris Bassett was a no-show. No-show against the Braves, no-show against the Padres. Doesn't give his team a chance. And the worst part about Bassett is that when you listen to his pre-game press conference on Saturday, the day before he starts, yesterday. He beat himself. He defeated himself. You listen to those comments and the defeatist attitude about New York and pitching in New York, and I don't know how you could be optimistic about Chris Bassett on Sunday. Here's what he said. Chris Bassett was asked a question yesterday and asked a question about facing Bob Melvin, his former manager, when he was with the Oakland A's. And somehow he turned that question into a referendum on pitching in New York. And he said, comparing New York to Oakland is night and day, just in stuff you have to deal with. He went on to say, I've learned, especially this year, where there's sometimes negativity and stuff like that throughout just, well, we lose two or three games and holy crap, the world's burning down. And he went on to talk about that pitching in New York is like going through the gauntlet and the booze and what you have to put up with with the fans and and the media and the scrutiny, all of it. And he was proud of himself for being able to prove himself under those circumstances. And when I heard that, I thought, this guy hates pitching in New York. Might like his teammates. Might love his teammates. Might really like his manager. Might like Steve Cohen's money. But this guy hates Mets fans and hates the New York media, does not like New York, does not like being here, pitching here. And with that kind of attitude, to me, instead of a a confidence or cockiness or arrogance or whatever in talking about how proud he was to have faced the gauntlet of New York, it sounded to me Like false bravado. Like somebody who was almost worried about what he was about to face the next day. And it was a no-show. And we can talk about the Padres hitters coming through and the bottom of their lineup. And how the Mets turned Trent Grisham, who was a... 184 hitter on the season. He, his batting average during the regular season, 184. And he gets into the postseason against the Mets. All he does is bat 500 with a 667 on-base percentage and an OP, a slugging percentage of over 1,000. 1250. Unheard of. It turns into... I don't know, the best player in baseball in the postseason against the Mets. So we can talk about how these Padres players came through. And how they executed, how they were clutch, how they didn't beat themselves, how they played great defense, how good they were, how well you, Darvish, pitched. How well Joe Musgrove pitched. Whether he was putting Icy Hot on his ears or whatever he was doing out there. But he got checked. Wasn't cheating. No sticky stuff to be found. No excuses. Joe Musgrove just chose to pitch the second best game of his life in the most important game of his life he elevated his game as a starting pitcher and gave his team a dominant advantage he came up big he showed up Mets starting pitching Chris Bassett no show and look for those of you who want to look at this season and say 101 wins, it's true. It, it, they made the postseason the second most wins in, in franchise history, all that stuff. But right now, it just feels bitterly disappointing for a team that had so much promise, had so much potential. A team that you could, on their best days, on the fun of so many days of this season, a team that you could see having World Series potential. So, just a massive disappointment. And I guess I, I can't decide if I'm more sad about the season and the way it ended or frustrated and angry. But I'll land on my word is disappointment. It just, after the potential of what this team could have been to come up this small in such a big spot. One hit. So if my most of my blame goes to the starting pitching, we'll look at the lineup and say, in the deciding game of the season, one hit. That's it. That's what they could muster. One hit. And so they went away without a fight with a whimper. Non-competitive. And I'll tell you what else in terms of disappointment and not showing up. Mets fans. Shocking that City Field was not sold out. Not sold out on Sunday night for the deciding postseason game of the season. I know tickets are expensive. I understand it's uh, it can be hard. But that's the kind of thing in, in seasons past, regardless of sport, whether it's, um, I don't know, NBA or whatever it is, we make fun of other cities when they don't sell out a playoff game. We smugly sit here in New York and look down our noses at other cities. Ha ha. They can't sell out a playoff game. And with all the people we have here in this town, I understand we have two baseball teams, but with the population that we have can't sell out A postseason game. Mets haven't been to the postseason since 2016. Six years. Finally get a series at home. Three games. Can't sell out the third. The deciding game. Not a sellout. No show. So. Mets... Lose. And now what? So many decisions this offseason. Steve Cohen in his introductory press conference had said the commitment, the intention was to win a World Series in three to five years. And to keep that five years, look, we're only year two, and we can say so much has changed. They are actually a a playoff team, a postseason team. They won 101 games. But they're not a young team. And there are a lot of free agents. And if starting pitching was the foundation of this team and what they were supposed to be built on for a competitive advantage... Well, DeGrom, free agent. Scherzer, going to be a year older, what, 39? Bassett, free agent. Walker Carrasco, free agents. Edwin Diaz, the ultimate weapon in the bullpen, free agent. So many free agents on this team. Brandon Nimmo, free agent. So many decisions on this team. And when you compare them to, obviously, the Atlanta Braves with so much power hitting, but you know some of the other teams in the postseason and the power bats, it was always clear through most of the season that the Mets were one power bat short and that they never really had figured out the DH position. So, holes to fill, free agent choices, tough choices to make. And for all the progress, the wins, the many months of joy that this Mets team gave us, the season comes to a bitter, bitter end. And... Tons of decisions to be made in the offseason on trying to figure out how to move forward with a team that will be old, a year older, and, uh, and have a lot of holes to fill. And so, my word disappointment. And in terms of the blame game, I start with the starting pitching in particular. Max Scherzer and Chris Bassett. I think they, uh, for a Mets team that was outclassed by the San Diego Padres, outplayed by the San Diego Padres, not competitive in two out of three games, I start with Max Scherzer and Chris Bassett as the reasons why.